0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. When lost, did you pick up the telephone or well, not pick up the telephone? <laughs> How many of you remember telephones, amen, We you still had to go and push numbers and, and, and uh, ticky boxes and all those kind of things? Uh, we reveal our age, okay. But your cell phone, when last did you just phone your mother and say, Ma, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing all my tasks at school. Thank you for helping me get 90%. Because you know you never did it. Thank you for bringing me coffee in bed. When last did you just thank somebody for the little things they do in your life? We are living in a day and in a culture of ingratitude, ungratefulness. Where people very seldom say maybe some of the two little words that are the most important and powerful. Thank you. And mean it. And Afrikaans, een word. donkey Nee, Bye. Yeah, thank donkey. I was sitting in, in, in America, in Texas, and this girl was serving us all the time, because they're good, their service is good. I mean, you're still drinking your, your Coke, and then they throw in again. And, and in Texas, and uh, all the time I was saying, in Afrikaans, buy a donkey. About the third time she said, what? what's up with you telling me all the time I have to buy a donkey? I said, no, I'm talking to you in, in, in the heavenly language, in Afrikaans. Okay, that means it's no earthly good for many people. Okay, so don't now fall out of your chair or just don't get offended. Uh, there's too many other challenges to, to, to squabble about language and colour and culture. We're all in the same boat as the human race. We all face the same challenges. We all are facing the same uh, 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 challenges in the future. And I want to say this generation said you are a special generation and God's raised you up. And I'm not a prophet of doom, but I'll show you from the Word of God. The challenges that are heading your way is like no generation has faced before. That's why you better be secure in your relationship with God. You cannot be half a Christian. You cannot play Sunday church. You have to be somebody that gets to know Jesus Christ. Because I'll tell you. The days that lie ahead. I don't care what the prophets say. I'm not a prophet of doom. But I'll tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says in the last days fierce times will come. Difficult times will come. Times hard to deal with will come. It's heading our way. But for you and I who trust in the Lord, we are going to be okay. God's going to sustain us. God's going to carry us. We're going to keep our hands raised in the air. Come hell or high water, we will walk through to the other side. Come on. Because we're not going to lose our praise. We're not going to lose our bounce. We're not going to lose our jump. We're not going to lose our joy. Because we rejoice in something much greater and that is that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You can take my life, but you cannot take my salvation. Come on, say amen tonight in Jesus' name. So I know everybody wants this ideal world, but life is never going to be ideal. The only ideal I ever saw was ideal milk and not even that is ideal. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So there is no such thing as an ideal life. I've dealt with too many sportsmen, many in our church for the last 30 years, athletes, that's played in the highest positions in all different sports, that one day they're a superstar, tomorrow there's an injury, and it seems like everything is taken from them. The same for business. No matter what happens, Our attitude will determine how we go through the good times and the bad times. Because if you stop serving God with an attitude of gratitude, when the difficult time comes, you will become cynical. When the good time comes, you will depart from God. So where you are should not determine your level of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is something you have to practice every day. Every day, thank somebody. Every day, thank somebody that does something for you. Every day, thank the person who makes you coffee. Every day, thank people around you. But more than that... Wake up in the morning with a great attitude no matter how you feel and if you don't feel great get out of bed then get back into bed and change your attitude and say good morning Lord hallelujah this is the day that you have made and I will rejoice and be glad in it come on it doesn't matter how bad yesterday was today can be better because his mercies are new every morning shout amen in Jesus name so the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 In everything give thanks for this is the will of God In Christ Jesus for you Ephesians 5 18 and 19 And we're going to do this tonight The Bible says Do not be drunk with wine Alcohol In which is dissipation But be filled with the Spirit When, when, when we do not live lives filled with the Spirit One of the signs is we become unthankful Because we we, we don't appreciate who God is and what God has done. And so many people are facing challenges they never put their foot in church. They never read their Bible. Well, it's not going to work, my dear friend. You have to learn what the Apostle Paul says. You have to walk in the Spirit. You have to stay close to God. You have to be a God lover. You have to be a God chaser. You have to be the one, even if all your friends decide this is foolishness, I want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You have to make up your mind the world behind me and the cross before me, I have decided to follow Jesus Christ. Come on, if you are born again and you know it, somebody stand on your feet and give the Lord a praise in Jesus' name. Come on Cape Town. So easy to be overwhelmed by everything that we lose our attitude of gratitude. He says be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. In Psalms, in hymns, we did that, that's why we sing. Jy sta nie vanavond, jy sê jimmel my die mense sing lang Nou lang het jy gepaardie op jou Afrikaanse muziek Vrijdagavond Vijf ure lang, te klaar jy nie Die probleem is nie ons muziek nie, die probleem is jou hart wat koud is Jou hart wat ongeeslik is Jy wat nog nooit ervaar het wat belangrik is nie You'll go sing all night to your favourite little, not little, to your favourite artist. And you'll go buy a ticket. You'll stand in a queue. And you'll go shake your body. and You'll go wave your hands. And you'll think it's great. The next morning you'll wake up with a hangover and say it was great last night. Listen, I had too many hangovers. You can't lie to me. Before I got saved, I did exactly the same. You wake up with a hangover, the best thing to do is to drink something else so that you get rid of the hangover. But how many of you know what happens? It's compound interest. It gets worse. Amen. It builds up. Eventually you can't handle it. So we're not going to get drunk with wine. We're not going to live depressed. We're not going to live oppressed. We're not going to live like people in this world. We're not going to run around for answers. We are going to get ourselves in the presence of God every day and raise our hands to God. People may call us foolish, but this is the way we are called to live because the world never, ever, ever, ever gave us what we needed. We found that in the Lord Jesus Christ and that's why we return to give Him thanks, to sing praises, to dance before the Lord. And we'll get there tonight for conservative people. It's uh, uh, and I was like that as well. I grew up traditionally and uh, with signs outside the church that used to say, Stilte Kerk. And uh, I mean, in those days, women wore hats Thank God your mother doesn't wear a hat today because the only reason she wore a hat was because she had a pin in that hat. I don't know what these long pins. And um, then they put you in a suit, like a straitjacket. jacket. Anybody remember that? No, because you're a free generation, okay? And they put a suit on you, little boy. And you always got your brother's suit who's older than you. And it's just too small for you. It just fits over there, there, there. And you can't breathe. It's like you feel you want to die. And when that preacher prays, you have to stand. It's like 30 seconds, you feel like you want to you you pass out because you, you, you may not, you may not. And a 30 minute service feels like an eternity. You can't wait to get out of there because you never felt the life of God in the place. So we were so brainwashed that to be reverent in the presence of God means that we have to lose our joy and we have to lose our spontaneity. Well, no baby is born without spontaneity. A child comes out of the mother's womb, gets a slap on the body, and and there comes a shout of praise out. Amen, hallelujah. So God made us to make a joyful noise. God made us to be alive and well, hallelujah. If you won the jackpot tonight, if you won a billion rand tonight, you're not just going to be a conservative person, you're going to be making a joyful noise. When you told your mother you made the first rugby team, you became the captain, I'm sure. She responded. Johnny! And she phoned everybody. Well, what's that compared to Jesus? That He did everything for us. I said He did everything for us. That's why we will not be intimidated by the age of this world and by a spirit of unthankfulness and by people that want to take God out of society and by people who come with their philosophies and their confused uh, uh, theologies that are trying to bring an agenda to our world, people that are trying to take God out of society, people that are attacking our Christian faith, listen, we're gonna push back, we're gonna shout louder, we're gonna praise louder, we're gonna go into every school and we're gonna open prayer meetings and we will glorify Jesus Christ and no devil in hell will shut us up. It's time for the church of Jesus to arise. Say amen in Jesus' name. If they say we have to sit down, we will stand up. If they tell us to shut down, shut up, we're going to shout louder. If they tell us we may not praise God, we're going to praise God louder. If they try to tell us we don't know who we are, we're going to tell them who God is and we will tell them we were created in the image and the likeness of God. We will not become confused like everybody else in the world because we have the truth and His name is Jesus Christ. Say Amen in Jesus' name. We're not going to sell out To the people from Canada and the people from Australia and the people from New Zealand and the people from America that wants to bring their confusion to Africa. It's time for Africa to stand up and to say we will worship the Lord our God and Him only will we serve in the name of Jesus. We will not serve your gods. We will not bow to the gods of Hollywood. We will not bow to the gods of of, of gender confusion. We will bow to the living God because we were created in the image of God. Come on, somebody give the Lord a praise. In Jesus' name. God's not confused. So he says, uh, he says, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know young people, a radio a radio plays or music plays and you see they just go, they know the song. But then when, when when church music plays, they don't know it. When I got saved, I was clever. I got rid of all my worldly music. I thank God today. And I wanna say what I listened to uh, reggae was one of the things I loved because I used to smoke marijuana on it. So I liked the beat and it, got, it took me a while to get rid of my reggae music because music takes you to places where you were, right? Music takes you to moments. Music takes you to people. So when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I changed what I listened to. And I brought Christian music. I brought worship. I brought praise into my home. I fell asleep every night because I had to change my mind. I had to renew my mind from all the garbage that this world programmed into my mind. I had to get rid of the message of the world. That is a promiscuous message, a message of confusion. A message that says it's okay to have sex outside of marriage. A message that calls you to worldliness. I had to shut that voice off. And that's what Paul says here. don't Don't be overtaken by the world. Don't be like people in the world. But you live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. How? Speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You've got to praise God, my brother. You've got to get the right sound in your mind. You've got to get the right word in your mind. You've got to get the right worship going from your heart in Jesus' name. I don't care how cool you think the beat is. The beat is not what makes music evil. It's the message and the messenger. So after that Hollywood debacle, I hope... You all burnt Mister Ek weet jy dat oost met deze muziek gaan brand Want dit is nou in Amerika, dan moet we gaan vertalen. Want YouTube het my geblok, maar sien vir vier maanden, omdat ek iets gesê Jylle wel lekker blok, YouTube Jylle my lekker blok, jylle arrogante mense God will have his way. I said, God will have his way, but God needs people. God will have his way, but he needs people. People that will stand for him. People that will be radical. People that will be unpopular. People that will not be ashamed. That's you, young person. You can change that old school if you will stand for Jesus radically. It says, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So be the one, and I wanna use the scripture again this morning. You say, I heard it, that's fine. You're gonna hear it till you do it. Because we have to practice thanksgiving. Every day, every hour, every week, every Sunday we come to church to give God thanks. That's why Sunday is not an optional. Sunday is not a decision. It's the first day of the week And on a Sunday, I dress up and I show up because I'm saying to God, you are my priority. Nothing else takes preeminence in my life. I return to give thanks. You be the one. So these 10 lepers, we know Jesus heals them. They cry out to Jesus, Mighty Lord, our wonderful Master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? And when Jesus stopped to look at them, He spoke these words, "Go and be examined by the Jewish priests, please all these people that pray for people and say there were 500 miracles before you say somebody had a miracle let them go to the doctor and let the doctor check them out and bring the medical report the verified report so that the, the, the power of God is not discredited and the name of Jesus is not blasphemed can I have an amen because God does miracles but even Jesus said go have it verified That's why well when people come here and they say, they okay, I'm going to pray for you. I mean, if you had a miracle and you raise your hands, I think, please don't raise your hands. You don't know whether you had a miracle. Because the enormous make you feel better. You go to the doctor. People shouldn't put you under that pressure. Run people on a platform, push a microphone in their face and say, now tell us what the Lord did for you. Most people will not tell the truth in any case. It's not right. Jesus never did it to people. If God healed you, the doctor will tell you. Amen. And look at me in that tone of voice. I've seen God heal many people. I prayed for many people and God did miracles. Many, many, hundreds. But I prayed for many people and there wasn't miracles. But I've learned one thing. Let the doctor verify it. What's the problem with it? This is not a hype. This is real. Amen. So come back a week later and come with a doctor's report so we can give God the true glory for what He did. So Jesus says to them, go be examined by the Jewish priest according to the law. And they set off and they were healed while walking along the way. One of them, one out of the rugby team, a Samaritan, When he discovered that he was completely healed, turned back to find Jesus. You know, I've prayed for many people. I don't say it uh, unkindly. 37 years in the ministry now, um, I used to be the chaplain of the Springbok rugby team for many, 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 many years. And I prayed for many, many, many people. And I saw God take people from nowhere into the Springbok rugby team. And sadly, many of them, after they played so many tests, suddenly they too important to serve God. Then that, what would Jesus do, little, and uh, um, I'm going to offend you, yes, means absolutely nothing. If God took you somewhere, you return. When you get back from that uh, rugby camp, from that tour, you get back into the house of God and you give God the glory. If God gave you the job, you get yourself back in the house of God. You don't let your name become bigger than the name of Jesus Christ because Jesus gave you that position. You get yourself back in the house of God. I don't care how many fans you are, you have. You are an ambassador of God. If you're the biggest soccer player, I don't care. I mean, Andre and I, we jumped together and we look at this one guy, obviously, he was a soccer player somewhere. But I mean, the brother, he's so in love with himself and he's so uh, aware of himself that it's like actually sickening. And I thought, you can break your leg tomorrow, man, and then you'll be nowhere. Who notices me? Who's looking? Nobody. Get over yourself. Get a life. Thank you for that one hand clap. Well, the guy Jim's and, he, and he's looking at himself in the mirror all the time. I say, there's nothing to look at. I don't know what you're trying to find because there's nothing. I'm just playing. Not. <laughs> uh, I have to almost say bye to the TV audience How long do we have? Two minutes So um, one of them when he sees his healed, He returns Back to find Jesus really shouting out joyful praises You know when God touches you Everybody will see it I said when God touches you, everybody will see it and everybody will hear about it. We're not talking about little Jesus. We're talking about the Creator of the heavens and the earth. When this amazing God touches your life, everybody's going to see that that man, that girl is not the same. We're not talking about a little work. We're talking about a work of salvation that breaks the power of the devil in your life and that sets you on fire for the living God. You're not going to praise God the way you used to praise God. You're going to be one of those boisterous praises. You're going to be one of those jumpers. You're going to be one of those shouters. Whether you believe it or not, you will change. How do I know? Because I changed. Because before I got saved, when I went to church, I could not even sing, Yech al bad Lev yeah for the year couldn't they didn't open my mouth, and then Jesus touched me, and we sang, "He is the King of Kings, He is the Lord of Lords." His name is Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Thank God, music has come away. Amen. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. And I was in the band. Amen. And guess what? I played the tambourine. Me. Huh? Imagine that. Yes, but I was saved, unashamed. I was gonna praise the Lord with tambourine and all, hallelujah, because there was no girl that was gonna take the tambourine. I was gonna take the tambourine and make a joyful noise. Not even keep beat, but just make a joyful noise. Come on, some of you like sound like a hardy dog. It's okay. Lift your voice and make a joyful shout unto God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, because he is worthy. Who cares what the person thinks next to you? Who cares what people think? If Jesus touched you, you can praise him unapologetically, you can love him unapologetically. And the more you love Him, the more your life is gonna change in Jesus' name. Come on, Faith TV. Make a joyful noise. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Live full out for Jesus and watch what God is gonna do in your life. God bless you. Give them a hand clap. Amen. Come on. So, uh, this one person returns. He finds with joyful praises, not silently. He glorifies God as we should i got a job this week pastor you should be praising god the loudest i got a breakthrough this week we felt pregnant as a couple we've been believing god for three years to fall pregnant we are pregnant you should be praising god loud every every time i got an increase i got a this i got a wife i got a dog i got something i've got something you need to praise god radically honest oh come on man like david the king he praised the lord while his wife looked at him and despised him in our heart. He said, I'm gonna become more undignified than this. He praised God with all his might in the name of Jesus and he was the greatest king that Israel ever had. And Michael, his wife, looked at him and she despised him. And she said, how undignified has the king become? Like one of the base fellows, that's what people think about you. They don't know you're a billionaire. But my brother, your money doesn't have you. God has you. That's why when you come into this place, you come like a child. You may be a doctor. But you stand before God like a grateful child and you praise Him. That was King David, a warrior and a worshiper. He came into the presence of God. He kicked these stilettos off. He didn't care what he was wearing. He worshipped God with all His might in Jesus' name. And listen. Micah, Michael, Saul's daughter, the one he got after he killed Goliath, despised him. Because it was beneath her. The Bible says she was barren from that day. And I love David's attitude. He said, I didn't do it for you. I did it for God. So if you sit here tonight and you look down your nose at us, we're not worshiping you. We are worshiping the living God who saved us, who delivered us, who washed us in his blood. And you are not here to rate our worship because we're not worshiping you. We're worshiping the living God. Like this man. I, I, I read this story in amazement and I always think we are the other nine. Because there had to be a discussion. I mean, they had to walk. And, and, and one saw, hey, I'm healed. You know what leprosy is? Your body, r- pieces rotting, you can't feel it. Fingers off, nose off, ear. Pieces of your flesh gone. And suddenly one said, hey, I'm feeling better. The other one said, I feel better too. They had a conversation obviously because they decided together to go to Jesus. And suddenly they all began to realize, one after the other, I'm healed. Hey, we've made the team. Hey, we're in a good place. Hey, God's blessed us. Hey, God's given us a business. Hey, God's done this. God's done this. As a family, they realized that they had a conversation. They felt better. They were healed. And then one said, I'm sure that person said, let's go back to Jesus and thank Him. I'm sure he must have said it. Let's go back to that church where we found God. Let's go back to Jesus. I'm sure he, he said it, but they would not. They would not. The Bible says they refused to. They refused to go back. They refused to. They would not. They would not return. But this man, a Samaritan, made up his mind, I'm going to go back. And he went and he thanked Jesus over and over and over and over again. And that's who we are family. We come and we thank Him over and over and over. I don't care what people call us. We thank Him over and over. Every Sunday we come back. Every Sunday we raise our hands. Every Sunday we choose to say for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Every Sunday we honor God. Every week after God blesses us with our finances. We bring our tithe and we bring our offering as an act of our worship. That is to say thank you God. It is you that gave the power to get wealth when you win that accolade, when you come first in that athletic, in that athletics race, when you make the netball team, when you make the Yuxcase team, whatever team you make, you say, "I thank you, Father. You gave me the grace. You gave me the power. It's not my might. Hey, you never made yourself. You may be six foot seven, you never made yourself. You never designed yourself. God designed you. You may be an athlete. You have tonight. God made you an athlete for His glory." God made you a scientist for His glory. God made you a doctor for His glory. God made you an attorney for His glory. God made you a teacher for His glory. Let everything that I breath praise the name of the living God, come on. That's why we are alive, CRC. To worship our God and to praise Him with everything that is in us. Let's never be ungrateful. Let's never forget. Let us be the one who returns, even if the other 10 would not. And Jesus, I said it this morning, he says, Were they not ten healed? We are the other nine. We are the people that got saved last year. We are the people that you prayed for and they got their breakthrough, but now they're too busy. We are those students that were on fire for God, and along came a spider, a, a long-legged woman dressed in black. And now they're gone. I better you see I'm not listening to your nonsense music in any case. I'm still stuck with she's a long-legged woman dressed in black, dressed in black, dressed in black, dressed in black, black, black. black." No, you don't know it either. You're too young. You're trying your best, but you're messing up my song. So do you were whether not any were healed? They all refused. Choice. Choice choice to acknowledge that God is your creator and that God deserves your attention and it's choice to refuse to worship him it's choice and here's what I don't understand the weakness in some people concerning their character how they get influenced by their friends I don't get it you be the influencer when I got saved, my drinking buddies didn't influence me. They tried their best. My girlfriend couldn't influence me. She tried her best. I got saved and I brought them all to church and, and I would not let them influence me because when I found Jesus Christ, I found what I was looking for in drugs, in alcohol, in relationships. I found what I was looking for and I knew it. The searching was over. Come on, I found the pearl of great price. And that is why I returned, not as a pastor, But I return as somebody that is grateful for what God has done for me. I return because I was blind now I see. I return because I'm saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I return because I was on my way to hell and Jesus Christ Himself saved me. I return because I never deserved His mercy. He loved me when I was the furthest away from Him. How can I not love Him? How can I not worship Him? Come on in Jesus' name. That's why we return. We never reclaim the ownership of our lives because the day we stop returning, we claim and reclaim the ownership of our lives. We're no longer in a place of surrender. It's what thanksgiving does. Thanksgiving keeps you in that place of dependence and humility, reliant upon God's grace, realising all I have comes from you. Everything I have, all I am comes from you. Why is that so difficult? We never formed ourselves. Sure, you're working hard. Sure, you're practicing hard. Sure, you're applying yourself. But even that is God who gave you the ability to do that. Bible says, what do you, what do you have that you did not receive? Everything you have comes from God. Your, your temperament, your personality, the way you wire it, your physique, your colour, everything comes from God for His specific purpose. So then when God takes you places, remember and always be the one to return. 20 years from now, young person, don't be one of the dropouts, you return. When your friends say, I don't feel like going to church, you be the one who returns. When your friends say, I'm going there, you be the one to return. You be the one to stand and to celebrate. The life that you have in Christ Jesus, your Lord and Saviour. So Jesus is quite bemused and He says, Were well, they not ten who were healed, but they all refused to, turn, to return to give thanks and give glory to God except you? I was one of the pastors, you know, I've got a lot of them that SMS me every Sunday and say our church is doing. And obviously it's a long weekend. So none of our attendances are what it should be on long weekends. Okay. Um. But I was thinking when he sent me this SMS and you know exactly who I'm talking to and I'm not having a go at you, but listen to me. Um, he said something like terrible attendance, low attendance. I thought, less than a year ago, we had COVID and we had no attendance. <laughs> I am thankful if there's more than 20 people in church. I'm thankful that I don't, I'm not just preaching to a camera, but I'm actually preaching to a live audience. Hallelujah. We all forget so quickly, a year ago we were all in lockdown. Now we can move around, we can come to church. You were all praying, God, open the church. Now the church is open and now some people are too busy to get back to church. Come on. Let's be the one who returns. Be the one who counts our blessing. Be the one who remembers what God has done. Be the one who is grateful for the little things in life, the job that you have, the opportunity, the education, the parents that pay your school fee. The government that's paying your university grant, etc., etc., etc. Everybody can be a complainer and a murmurer, but that's not who God called you to be. Be a person of thankfulness. Live with an attitude of gratitude. Don't be like those in the world that Paul warns against. I'll close now, because I want us to worship. He says, but you need to be aware in Philippians, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says that in the final days, how many of you know? The New King James Bible says the last days. How many of you know we're living in the last days? Well, if you don't, you better wake up. I'll tell you something: is things are happening exponentially uh, 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 quick right now. There are certain things that are happening in the world now that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. I actually, I, I'm telling you. That's why I know the challenges that my grandkids are going to face are, are things that I cannot even comprehend. They need to be a super, 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 super generation. But God knew that and God's prepared them for that. I'm not negative, but I'm telling you. And you're in South Africa, listen, whether you're black or white, we better make up our minds. We're in the same boat, say amen. We are on the same side, say amen. We face the same devils, the same challenges. And we need one another. Those of you that think I don't need white people, you're wrong. Those of you that think I don't need black people, you are wrong. God predetermined your boundary. God placed you in South Africa. This is your home. This is your land. And this is where you have to learn to love and accept people from all cultures, all colors in Jesus' name. So with the elections coming, don't let politicians bring divisiveness, etc. I say it with somebody now that's starting a new political party, blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't want to say too much because just leave it there. Um, Just leave it there. Engage with many of the politicians. We have ministers come here. I respect all of them. But um, we all need to pray about next year. And we need to get this racist thing out of us. We need to get this racial nonsense out of us. Listen, young people, listen, 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 listen. Don't pick up the anger of your, your parents. Don't pick up the, the, the hurts of your parents. Don't pick up the hate of your parents. Don't pick up your parents' racism. Don't you take it. You're 18 years old, you're 17 years old. You don't take up pick up your father's um, issues that he never dealt with as a 50-year-old or your grandfather as a 70-year-old. You don't pick up the issues. The issues are their issues. Your issues are your issues. When you, when you die and you go to heaven, hopefully you'll go there. Your, your grandfather's not going to stand there. And your, your father's not going to stand there. So you better decide for yourself. And the cross is horizontal and vertical. Love God, love your neighbor. Your neighbor's always the one of the other culture. Your neighbor is not your Afrikaans buddy, or your Tosa buddy, or your Zulu buddy. It's not your neighbor your neighbor is the one of the other culture it says love your neighbor because it's easy to love those who are like you it says what's your reward even the heathen do it people that sin drunk and an are drunk black or they go get drunk together in a quietito place or in a Somewhere they're going to go get drunk together. Worldly people. That's why the church is different. Yeah, we don't celebrate culture. We celebrate Christ. We celebrate what Jesus did for us. We celebrate who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ. So we are so different because we are called not to conform to this world. And that means conflict between you and your parent as well. Let me be very clear about that. Ancestral worship, whatever it is. You come to Christ, He becomes your Lord and Master. You don't pray to somebody else. You don't pray through Wemheni. You don't pray through Tani Sunny. You pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. You don't come to church and tomorrow you go to the Sangoma. Because I see something that's become very popular among some of our young black people. They think to be a Sangoma is popular. That's from the pits of hell. I know people are going to attack me for it, but somebody has to tell you this. You cannot go back and practice that which God has delivered you from. You cannot go follow Jesus Christ and go back to the Sangoma because you think Jesus is not enough. Then tomorrow you go pray to your Sangoma. You worship your Sangoma. But you cannot do Jesus and that. Now I can feel over here, I, 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 I have rattled some of you. I'm gonna rattle you more. Because I love you enough to get you out of hell and to tell you you cannot return to your practices of magic and return back to the things that God has delivered you from. Jesus is not part of the solution. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Come on, South Africa. We want God to heal our country. We cannot play these other games. We have to draw the line and follow Christ. And if you're a friend, because a musician now makes it uh, popular to be a Sangoma, and you think that's cool, it's not cool it's demonic, it's going to take you away from Jesus Christ, you better hear me because he said you will have no gods before me, he said you will pray to no other God he said you will have no other image in Jesus name, you will not go seek help from a wizard, from a witch, from anybody else, but you will seek help from the living God, you will not be a necromancer you will not worship the dead you will worship the God of the living for our God is alive, Jesus Christ rose from the grave, come on the grave is empty, the only saviour that is still alive that's why we do not put our trust in anyone else or in anything else and you have to make up your mind because while you go back and you take that muti and you take those ropes and you take those things you will continue to bring the devil in your life and you will bring bondage in your life you have to make up your mind young people listen to me listen to me it may be popular but it's gonna lead you on a path of death you have to make up your mind tonight, young person, to break with your friends they are telling you that is the new way to do things. Listen, Jesus is not a white man's religion. Jesus Christ came as the Son of the living God to die for the entire world, whether you live in China, Africa, South America, North America. It doesn't matter. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You have to make up your mind. These are things we have to talk about. Spoke to Bishop Moses Sona and he said to me, and so we're to almost 20 30% of people that were Christians before COVID returned back to that. You watch SABC, how they promote everything but Christianity. You watch the agenda of the media, how anti the church, the media is. When I sat on that JJ Tabani show, He had more ads than he ever had in his life because every time we say something he says, he he shuts it down, we're going for an ad break. Why? Because he didn't wanna hear the truth, what the church really is doing. They wanna send a message out there that the church is nothing, the church is corrupt, the church is not the answer, but I'll tell you, the church of Jesus is the hope of the world. And can I tell those of you that are working in the media, Your biggest programs will be when you bring good news to the people of South Africa because the days that good news doesn't sell is over. Good news is what people are looking for. If you're going to be popular and your ratings are going to go up, you are going to change your program and your talk show and you are going to bring hope to the people of South Africa and you are going to show what the church is doing in South Africa. You are not going to be a tool in the hand of the devil to try and discredit what Jesus died for. God, you'll give a count one day. Listen. And God doesn't need your media platform to build His church. And your media platform cannot dismantle the church of Jesus Christ because He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Of the increase of my kingdom there shall be no end. Oh come and I feel the presence of God in this place. Somebody that loves the church, we are on the move. We are on the rise, the church of Jesus. Give Him praise in the face of the devil, hallelujah because when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. We are gonna see a great revival, a great move of God is gonna break out among young people in our schools, our universities. There's gonna be a revival sweeping South Africa and from South Africa to the nations of the earth and no one can stop it. All those that are ingrained in key positions as ministers in parliament, Those who are scheming and plotting behind closed doors against the church. And I know this for a fact because I've spoken to other ministers who told me this. Those who have tried to shut the church down, you failed during COVID. You will continue to fail. You better humble yourself and turn to God or God will remove you. Your days are numbered. You better bow your knee to the living God because you will not mock God because this is God's land, this is God's country. Someone say Amen in Jesus' name. You'll see it. Hallelujah. I'll close. But you need to be aware that in the final days the culture of society Will become extremely fierce. Watch social media. Watch our people attack what is good, what is righteous. Our people try, try to discredit everything that represents God. The culture is fierce, intolerant. And as Christians, we are called to tolerate everything. We just roll over. Not me. You can raise your kids a certain way, but don't impose your rubbish on me. I will raise my children according to the Word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. And impose your foolish ideology on my child, my grandchildren. You can believe anything, but leave me then to believe what I believe. If you want to worship a tree, go worship your tree, but leave me. I won't criticize you. You shut up about me. Let me worship my God. Let me raise my children according to the Word of God. Let me worship God the way I want to. You want to worship a tree? Have a go. That's okay. Your tree will not save you. I mean, the majority has to be tolerant of... of, less than 1% of of the world their intolerance how crazy how crazy an agenda of Satan himself brought through world leaders be awake to the times stop thinking your life is just about playing soccer finding a girlfriend and getting married one day You need to understand the time that you're living in. And you need to be somebody that will serve God. Because I'll say it again. Whatever is heading our way is coming to all of us. COVID did not choose only the white people. COVID chose everybody. And I have my own opinion on that. Let me not voice it because I was blocked for it. Now, I'm not gonna, I don't need to be blocked again for three, four months. So I'm not going to say what I want to say about nothing. See, your prayer working. I'm becoming, I'm becoming um, more... But it's irrelevant now, because that foolishness has come and gone. He said, white times will be fierce. People will be self-centered. Huh? Self-centered. It's all about me. As long as I'm okay, as long as is okay, het ding is saak met niemand en met anders. Nee. alles voor mij. My mij plek, my recht, my taal. Ja? Huh? Huh? Eh? Huh? 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 Lovers of themselves. Narcissism. Lovers of themselves. More than ever, celebrities, people are so self-absorbed. I mean, you watch people, I don't want to give too much detail about our own country and talk about politicians, etc. But so self-absorbed that they're almost untouchable. Nobody can touch them. They can do whatever they want to do, nobody can touch them. How in the world did we even get here? How is it even possible? That's why next year's election is critical that everybody will vote. Every young person that you will register, you'll vote and you'll make your voice heard for the future of this country. Say amen in Jesus' name. Obsessed with money, greed. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right and good. You watch it, interviews, social media influences, the arrogance, how they mock that which we have believed for 2,000 years. how suddenly the Bible is mocked, God is mocked. Our beliefs are mocked. They do it publicly, unashamedly, while Christians just cringe back, intimidated. Suddenly we have to interpret the Bible differently. Really? Suddenly God made a mistake. Suddenly God doesn't know what He's doing. Suddenly the Bible is not relevant. Are you kidding me? It's a sign of the time. Matthew 24 says, the love of many will wax cold. It's one of the major signs before the return of Jesus Christ where people fall out of love with Jesus. Those who used to be on fire for God return back to other practices. Other gods. Worshipping themselves, I don't have time for God, well you've become your own God, that's all you say, I don't have time for God, what are you saying? You just have time for yourself? It says they will ignore their own families, your family is your church as well, let me just tell you, it's your true family, Jesus said so, not me. And his mother and brothers came looking for him and said, These are not my mothers and my brothers. But those who hear the word of God and do the word, that's my mother and my brother. So the church is your true family. Amen. Say amen, because it's true. Okay, the whole family, Ephesians chapter 3, named in heaven and in earth. That's your family. So people will ignore their families. As a matter of fact, the New King James Bible says they'll despise their families. They'll turn away from God. I watched a guy yesterday. uh, He was a pastor's son and uh, now he's working for the media in Australia and he starts with this, oh, I grew up in church and I was a Pentecostal and I just had enough of it and I turned my back on all of this. And I thought, and you actually feel good about it? That you actually, that deception makes you feel good because you've become consumed with yourself because serving Christ involves surrender, not something that Human nature is comfortable with. Lifting your hands is surrender. Coming to church is surrender. Telling somebody about Jesus is surrender. Is putting Jesus above yourself. We're not comfortable with that because we want to do what makes us feel good. Not that leper. That leper came back and thanked Him again and again and again and again. He says they will be ungrateful and ungodly. The New King James Bible says unthankful and unholy. And Romans one twenty one, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their minds, their thoughts, in their foolish hearts were darkened, professing to be wise, they became fools. Listen clear, clearly. I've been saved now only 40 years. It sounds like a long time, but I feel the longer I serve God, the less I know And uh, the more I see the parallel from the Bible in people today, because I've now done it for a generation, which is 40 years, that the same way people in the Old Testament, every time God blessed them, took them out of bondage, as soon as times were great, they served the idols in their land, over and over and over. Moses is on the mountain a little bit too long, while he gets the 10 Commandments, And they get impatient. And Aaron, the high priest comes. He says, bring all your gold, materialism, right, greed. Let's make a calf. Think about the logic. Let's make a calf. And they mould a calf. They make the idol. They make their success their idol, whatever it is. They bow before the idol they made and read it and they say, You are the one that brought us out of Egypt. Now we do the same when we stop thanking God and we stop worshipping God. We say, I am the one. My power, my strength, my hard work, my skill has brought me where we are. May not be a golden calf, but it is an image in your mind where there's no place for God. That's why the only way... To prevent that is to be that person who returns. And you return because you remember that it's the Lord your God who saved you. The Lord your God who delivered you. The Lord your God who sent His Son to die for you. Come on, it's the Lord your God. As long as you remain thankful every month, You are gonna say, Father, you gave me the power, you gave me the means, you gave me the might, you gave me the ability. Every time you come to church, you are saying, God, I honour you, I revere you, I respect you, I worship you. Every time you are the standout person and everybody runs that way, and you say, I'm not going that way. I had to make the same decisions as a young person, listen to me, and it was a sacrifice and you had to sit alone by yourself, that's okay. It is a sacrifice worth paying. And God is watching and God is setting you up and preparing you for all that He has for your future. So please, I ask you, young person, be the one who returns. You make up your mind tonight to sanctify yourself to the Lord and sanctify your heart before God, you do. My two best friends sat with me in church when I gave my life to Jesus. You've heard this a million times, it's my testimony, so I can still tell it a million times because it's like this morning when I got saved. I'll never forget it, the greatest day of my life. The day I got saved. 10.30 in the morning. And I gave my life to Jesus. My two friends sat right next to me. Heard the same word. Never responded. Never gave their lives to Jesus. Never. The person who discipled me, you know, these things are the things that are sad for me. Paul talks about Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. You see the ministry of Paul, how many people started with him, but then they walked away from God. It's one of the saddest things as a pastor is to see how people walk away from God. For a boyfriend, a girlfriend, for money, for whatever it is. And now their lives just go in a down spiral. It's just not worth it. You be the one that stays in love with Jesus Christ. You be the one that worships God. I used to walk seven kilometers to go visit a girl. So when I got saved, I reckoned I can walk 10 kilometers to go to church. Because why will I walk seven kilometers to visit a girl and I cannot walk 10 kilometers to go to church? Amen. Never look for a reason not to get myself into the presence of God. You be the one tonight to give yourself back to Jesus. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving in this church, in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein, in Portsmouth, Kimberley, in all our churches tonight, you're sitting in this place. You don't have peace with God. For whatever reason, your life is not right with God. You know it. Maybe your mother raised you in the ways of God when you were small, but somewhere you, you got lost and it happens to all of us. That's why we all need to be saved need to get back to Jesus you're sitting here tonight if you died you don't know that you'll go to heaven tonight you're going to come and get right with God maybe like the prodigal son you've walked away from your father's house tonight there's a stirring in your heart and the greatest offering you can give God is yourself it's where you give him your heart And you receive the love that God has for you and the forgiveness of sin. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, people praying in all our churches, wherever you are, God's talking to you. This is your time to come back to Jesus. This is your time to give your life to Jesus. This is your time to give Jesus His rightful place in your life. And you'll know whether I'm talking to you the voice of God talking to you. And I say, Pastor, I need I I need a new beginning with God. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. That's your desire quietly wherever you are. Just slip up your hand. I want to say a prayer for you quickly before we close the service. Quickly raise your hand up all over this place. Raise it up. Say include me in that prayer tonight. I'm going to come. And give my life back to Jesus. Thank you God. Bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you many hands. Raise it up. Raise it up. you be the one tonight? Forget your friend. Don't ask your friend what do you think? They're in Johannesburg. Lift your hand. I see all those hands on the balcony. God bless all of you. You be the one. They're in Johannesburg. They're in Bloemfontein in all the churches tonight. There's a stirring in your heart. And tonight you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Last time before I pray, if not, you raise up your, your hand. Your heart dropped in a million mile ear. Does he hear what met you? Prat the Holy Ghost what met you? Prat that you may learn when he will hear your heart to hear. Before I put up God praat met you. You say slide my hand gebed and tell you one for up in Jesus' name. For now, tell him up, up. Um, I think. Religion has portrayed, has has done us all a great injustice of how it portrays God. I mean, I've met our president several times, shook his hand. I sat alone with other president for a long time. Um, Imagine um, one of the presidents in America I met him. Imagine you, a president sticks his hand out to you, and you just say. You wouldn't even think about it. You wouldn't even think about it. We talk about God. put His Son on a cross to die for you like this and says, come to me. And people come and they say, please, get right with God. Get right with Him. If it's not tonight, get right with Him. Get right with Him. I promise you, if, if, if you're in a meeting with the president tomorrow, no matter what you think with him, you'd, you'd respect him. If you sat with Elon Musk, billionaire, whoever, who's the person you respect most? You'd be like a little puppy dog. And when we come to God, we like Because we're confused, we're confused fools in our minds that cannot retain the knowledge of God. That's what humanity has become. That we worship the creature more than the creator. That's why people treat him with disdain and disrespect because they don't know who he is. Put your hand on your heart tonight. Let me pray with you, all of you. Everybody pray this with me tonight. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life back to you tonight. Forgive me of all my sin. I'm sorry I've lived without you. Tonight I repent, I turn back to you, and I open my heart and I invite you, Jesus Christ, to take your rightful place as my Lord and as my Saviour. Thank you for dying on the cross, For my sin I believe that you did it for me because you love me I believe that God the Father raised you from the grave and tonight you're alive so I call on your name Jesus Son of God save me wash me in your blood be my Lord and be my Savior thank you for a new beginning thank you for forgiveness Of all my sin tonight, I give myself back to You and I acknowledge You as my Creator, as my God, as my Lord. I break with all sin and every practice that is against You. I lay down everything that is in opposition to You and I surrender my life to You. In Jesus' name. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.